Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Anguilla, Dominica removed from European Union tax haven blacklist. Exxon makes new Guyana discovery. UN Secretary General outlines debt relief plan for vulnerable countries. And U.S. Virgin Islands will soon start verifying people vaccinated in U.S. for travel to the territory. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, October 7th. We start our report today with a look at the European Union tax haven blacklist. Barbados today via Caribbean News Corporation reports that Anguilla, Dominica have been removed from the European Union tax haven blacklist. The European Union has removed Anguilla, Dominica and Seychelles from its list of non-corporative jurisdictions. The EU said during its Council on Tuesday that all three countries had previously been placed on the list because they did not meet the EU's tax transparency criteria of being ranked as at least largely compliant by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development Global Forum regarding the exchange of information on requests. It said that the delisting was preceded by the forum's decision to grant these jurisdictions a supplementary review on this matter. It said, pending the granted supplementary review, Anguilla, Dominica, and Seychelles are now included in the State of Play document, which covers jurisdictions that do not yet comply with the international tax standards, but have committed to implementing tax good governance principles. But the EU said nine jurisdictions, including Trinidad and Tobago, the U.S. Virgin Islands, remain on the list of non-corporative jurisdictions. The others are American Samoa, Fiji, Guam, Palau, Panama, Samoa, and Vanuatu. The criteria for listing are in line with the international tax standards and focus on tax transparency, fair taxation, and prevention of tax-based erosion and profit sharing. The Council engages with the countries that do not meet these criteria, monitors their progress, and regularly revisits and updates this list. The Business Wire reports that ExxonMobil increased its estimate of the discovery recoverable resource for the Staybrock block offshore Guyana to approximately 10 billion oil equivalent barrels. The updated resource estimate includes a new discovery at the Catabac 1 well, which brings the total significant discoveries to more than 20 within the Staybrock block. This discovery adds to the resources of the Turbot Triple Tail area, enhancing the development project potential, said Mike Cousins, Senior Vice President of Exploration and New Ventures at ExxonMobil. Our proprietary technologies, global exploration, experience and drilling capabilities continue to yield positive results at the Staybrock block, which will generate additional values for Guyana. 
ExxonMobil recent discoveries and ongoing projects continue to contribute to the advancement of the Guyanese economy, with more than 2,850 Guyanese now supporting the company's project activities. ExxonMobil and its key contractors have spent over $480 million with more than 800 Guyanese vendors since 2015. The Stabrock block is 6.6 million acres. ExxonMobil affiliate SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited is operator and holds 45% interest in the Stabrock block. Hess Guyana Exploration Limited holds 30% interest, and Asinoc Petroleum Guyana Limited holds 25% interest. CEO John Hess of the Hess Corporation said, We are pleased that Catabac is our 21st significant discovery on the Staybrock block and further independence the potential for future developments. We continue to see multi-billion barrels of additional exploration potential remaining on the block. Dominican News Online reports that calls for vaccine equity and greater solidarity to tackle trade protectionism and the climate crisis were among the pressing global challenges which were highlighted at the 15th United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, which started on October 4th in Bridgetown, Barbados. Among the major highlights was Secretary General of the United Nations Antonio Guterres' debt distress strategy plan that would see a larger portion of international funding going towards developing countries. Offering hope to vulnerable small island developing states, Secretary General Guterres said the COVID-19 pandemic has wreaked havoc across the global economy, disrupting the three powerful economic engines of trade, manufacturing, and transportation, and decried the uneven economic recovery which is unfolding across the world. In all, more than eight out of every $10 in recovery investment is being spent in developing countries, not in the countries in greatest need, he said, warning that uneven recovery was leaving much of humanity behind. To tackle the debt crisis, he called for an urgent four-point debt crisis action plan, which would include an expansion of liquidity, whereby smaller countries would have more access to the special drawing rights issued by the International Monetary Fund. I'm calling for substantial reallocation of unused special drawing rights, not a symbolic one, a substantial reallocation to vulnerable countries that need them, including middle-income countries, Guterres said. The U.N. General Secretary also recommended that debt relief be granted to those small island developing states as they battle the COVID-19 pandemic and that suspension, he suggested, should continue into 2022. He also put forward a comprehensive strategy to reform the international debt architecture, including debt restructuring or reduction, which, according to him, traps too many countries in the deadly cycle of debt waves.
We know countries are being crushed by debt service costs, so we need an extension and expansion of the G20's debt service suspension initiative into next year, he recommended. The initiative and the common framework for the debt treatment beyond the debt service suspension initiative have great potential to ease the debt crisis, but they are too limited in eligibility and time frame, he said. Guterres contended that smaller countries were being disadvantaged by being denied access to similar terms as those of developing nations. The UN chief executive further suggested we need to increase multilateral development bank assistance to lower risk and draw capital to bankable job-creating projects in communities that need them. Taking together this debt crisis action plan can help ensure that no government is forced to choose between servicing its debts and serving its people. For a sustainable and equitable recovery for all, he recommended bold investments in education, universal social protection, health care, and decent work are needed, Gutierrez said. We need to level the playing field for trading nations like Barbados. This includes stronger rules for fair and open trade and helping developing countries modernize and digitize their trade infrastructure so they can compete, he stated. Gutierrez also urged countries to make a bold commitment at the upcoming UN Climate Summit and appeal to donors and multilateral development banks to allocate at least 50% of their climate support towards adaptation and resilience and make it easier for countries affected by natural disasters to access the funding they need. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan announced that the people who got fully vaccinated in any U.S. state will soon be able to verify their vaccination status through the U.S. Virgin Islands travel portal. Once implemented, it will ease the burden for tourists coming into the territory ahead of the upcoming holiday season, Governor Bryan said. Currently, only people vaccinated in the U.S. Virgin Islands can use the travel portal's vaccination verification system. All other individuals must upload an acceptable COVID-19 test result and wait to be verified by the system, which is part manned by humans. Vaccinated Virgin Islanders can simply upload their information and await verification. All this will change very soon, said Governor Bryan. He said once in place, the system will make travel to and from the territory a bit easier for our guests. The program is expected to go live in two to three weeks, according to the governor. Barbados Today reports that former employees of the Caribbean Broadcasting Corporation are asking for an urgent intervention from the Barbados Minister of Broadcasting and Public Affairs, Wilfred Abrams, to correct an injustice, which for two years has prevented them from receiving thousands owed in pensions and gratuity. In a letter sent out on Monday, October 4th, former news editor Peter Thorne 
beseech Minister Abrams to demand that a senior member of staff who is the administrator of the CBC Pension Fund, submit the necessary documentations to the Insurance Corporation of Barbados Limited. He claims that her failure to fulfill this duty is in direct contravention of a December 27, 2019 order from the trustees of the fund and six declarations from the Financial Services Commission in favor of the former worker's entitlement at age 55 to the proceeds of the pension. Thorne, who has been a spokesperson for the frustrated ex-workers, further complain that the corporation's refusal to deliver the monies is a breach of the Occupational Pension Benefits Act, which requires payment to policy owners within 30 days of application. Approximately two dozen former workers are reportedly affected by the issue. The Nassau Guardian reports that Ian Lewis, the number 26 overall prospect of the Marlins, just 18 years old, has been named the organization's most valuable player of the Florida Complex League and received his recognition on Sunday at the Lone Depot Park in Miami, Florida as Jesrado Jazz Chisholm Jr. and the Miami Marlins took on the Philadelphia Phillies. Lewis is following right in the footsteps of Chisholm, getting his professional career off to a blazing start. He plays with the Florida Complex League Marlins, a rookie-level affiliate of the Miami Marlins, which plays its home games at the Roger Dean Stadium in Juniper, Florida, and had a strong first season in the minors. Lewis batted .302 with three home runs, 27 RBIs, and 24 runs scored in 43 games. The 5'10", 177-pound switch hitter infielder banged out 45 hits in 149 at-bats and stole nine bases in 13 attempts. He finished with seven hits in his last 14 at-bats, including multi-hit performance in three of his last four games. Lewis helped his team finish with a 27-27 win-loss record, second in the Florida Complex League East Division behind the Florida Complex League Mets. Lewis received the highest signing bonus for any player from the Bahamas in 2019 international class, signing with the Marlins for $950,000. Lewis spent 2020 at the Marlins' Instructional league camp as the season was canceled because of the threat of the coronavirus pandemic. But this past season, the Marlins' number 26 prospect showed exactly what he could do. He showed tremendous promise for the future with a stroke rookies season. The Marlins boast a top-five farm system in the Major League Baseball, according to the Major League Baseball pipeline. Lewis and Chisholm are two of four Bahamians in the Marlins system. The others are Andrew Arthur and Stephen Adderley, who are both assigned to the Dominican Marlins of the Dominican Summer League, another rookie-level affiliate of the Miami Marlins. And finally, John Legend is coming to the Bahamas. 
The Caribbean Journal reports that the music superstar John Legend is set to headline a one-night gastronomy festival at the Bahamar in the Bahamas. Legend will perform at the Taste of SLS Bahamar event, which is being held on November 5th. The event is a night of exquisite cuisine, bespoke cocktails, and world-class entertainment, according to the property, which is part of the Bahamar Mega Resort on Cable Beach in Nassau. This year's event will include demos from chefs at Bahamar eateries and others, concluding with the set by the world-renowned performer. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, October 7th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.